the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Boy, time flies, as you're saying, you're having fun joining us on the lines as if we just chatted not uh, a few minutes ago. Our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks. Good afternoon, Rolene. Always great to have you on board and thanks for joining us. It literally feels like five minutes ago since we chatted. It, uh, I don't know where time is going, but anyway, that's where time is going. It's we're getting very cold here and very hot there, but that's for another discussion. Rolling, of course, welcome once again to the Afternoon Overdrive. Let's get started with this issue of the Lithuanian Prime Minister in Israel, lauded by some, derided by others. What went down here? Well, this is quite uh, an interesting visit, and I think many of you who have watched the movie, uh, and it's it's a not-miss movie documentary called Jacques, which is uh, directed by Michael Kretzmer and uh, uh, stars, if you can star in the documentary, Grant Goshen and Sylvia Foti talking about Lithuania's crimes during the Holocaust, in particular that of General Noraka. Mm-hmm. And there's been a, a lot of criticism for Lithuanian and uh, Latvian premiers, officials, for not dealing with the issues con- uh, that they should be confronting, which is the role of countries like Lithuania, like Latvia, during the Holocaust. So arriving on Sunday, the, is the Lithuanian Prime Minister, Ingrida Simonite, w- arrived for a, uh, a visit to Israel. She met with the President Herzog. She met with Prime Minister Netanyahu, a very good meeting. She had a, a private meeting with Netanyahu before they were joined with other officials, and they discussed uh, a, a lot of major issues confronting Israel, like the Iranian threat, how to increase cooperation in areas like innovation, cyber, artificial intelligence, and, uh, you know, we've heard the Prime Minister say that he very much wants Israel to be a world leader in AI technology. And she also visited Yad Vashem, which is where every human being should go when they visit Israel. And she said, we can't just say never again and wait for things to get better. Now... For many in Israel, especially those of Lithuanian descent and especially for those who work in the field of Holocaust education, many feel that this is just, you know, quite astounding because there are attempts by officials in Lithuania to sweep the crimes of the country during the, the years of the Holocaust, where the Lithuanian Jewish community was amongst the first to be uh, annihilated by the tens of thousands, especially with uh, uh, Nazi sympathizers uh, and officials like Noraika at the forefront. So uh, we had the chief Nazi hunter from the Sound of Wiesenthal Center, Dr. Ephraim Zurov, commenting yesterday that, you know, this, it's actually, you know, absurd that she comes and makes these statements. But she had a very warm meeting with Prime Minister Netanyahu. She tweeted out, thank you for a warm welcome, Prime Minister Netanyahu, deep historical ties, and our friendship is what we're proud of and will continue to foster 
Our partnership is even more important as democracies have to defend the rules-based world order. Aggression must not pay for any autocrat. Now, she's referring to, to Russia, as many of you will be familiar with the Lithuanian history following the, um, uh, the, the revolution. Uh, in Russia, uh, Lithuania was part of those Eastern Bloc countries that fell under the auspices of the former Soviet, Soviet Union. Union. Right. Uh, and she also went on to address the AJC Global Forum, and she says, you know, the first line of global defense of liberty, democracy, and humanism lies in where Putin is waging a war of aggression. No one knows better than the Jewish nation that tragic price that humanity pays if these values are trampled. And uh, this is where she has faced some criticism by uh, some like Dr. Zurov saying, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable that you say that while sweeping the crimes of uh, 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 Lithuania during the Holocaust under the carpet. Rolene, how long is the visit for? How long is the Prime Minister there for when Israel? She may have actually left already. She oh, was okay. here Sunday, yesterday, and uh, has probably departed the country today. Well, okay. Let's see if maybe there's a slow a, a remark, well, shall we say, a statement forthcoming uh, regarding, as you've mentioned, Lithuania's role during the Second World War. Who knows what we'll be talking about tomorrow, Rolene. Uh, for now, let's uh, put that aside and move on because we, yeah, we, don't, we don't have much time. Well, we only got time left for a few other uh, items we need to discuss uh, the Minister of Diaspora Affairs, the war of words with J Street. Tell us about this. Oh, Eva, boy, this is our mm. Diaspora Affairs Minister, Amichai Chikli. He was at the Celebrate Israel Parade in New York just uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he posted a picture of himself to Facebook, and it, it looks like he's flipping the bird. Uh, some say no, he's fingers are positioned in an ancient Sephardi uh, 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 prayer or, or, or goodwill wish, but it, it basically looks like he's got one side of his mouth with the bird being flipped, and on the other side of his mouth, he's got uh, his thumb, he, he, his uh, uh, index finger, and his middle finger on the other side. So J Street have said shame, which is uh, what we hear not just in Game of Thrones but are often at these counter-protest, uh, 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 counter-reform protests. And uh, he says, you know, he wasn't doing anything obscene. Uh, and uh, he, all he was doing was telling the protesters to smile. And, and to be honest, looking at the picture, only one of his hands has a birdie gesture. So, you know, I think both sides are wrong and both sides are right. And he has called J Street very hostile to Israel. J Street are far left leaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have had criticisms against the state of Israel that many see um, are extremely unproductive and possibly hostile. And that's what he was referring to. So, yeah, be careful mm-hmm. where you put your fingers. Indeed. The next time there's a camera around, J Street may be onto you. Okay. Rolling, okay, we liaised earlier on about something that caught my eye, and okay, we thought we'd just to touch on it briefly. This Anne Frank pornography being banned in Florida, Texas schools. Take us through this very quickly. What's going on there? 
Well, all I can say is there should be some kind of prayer to just give me the strength mm. to deal yeah. with the insanity that we are dealing with on a daily basis. So here's the background. A uh, school in Florida uh, has um, an illustrated version of the Anna Frank diary that some conservative parents have said that uh, is veering on pornography. I don't know how mm. you get pornography and Anne Frank in the same sentence. It, it, it's actually preposterous. But Anne Frank, who would have turned 94 yesterday, should she have lived beyond basically uh, 30, 40 years of age, we are all uh, very, very familiar with the story of Anne Frank uh, hidden in the attic in Holland by uh, an extraordinary family, righteous amongst the nations, unfortunately eventually caught by the Nazis and uh, sent, I think it was to Bergen Belsen, I could be wrong, where she perished from typhus during the Holocaust. And she really became the human face of one and a half million Jewish children murdered by the Nazis during the Shoah. And, and her diary is a seminal work of education uh, to help young people mm. identify and learn about the Holocaust. And this is an illustrated version. Now, I've read the diaries of Anne Frank in English and struggled through it in, in, in Hebrew. And I failed to where any illustration could possibly be porn, uh, pornographic. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's epidemic of a horrible phenomenon with Anna Frank is that she's used as the poster child every time there is something in the world that is remotely Holocaust-related uh, that is put forward in some kind of derogatory way. And uh, for, for Anna Frank, who would have been 94 yesterday had she lived, you know, please let her yeah. rest in peace. Indeed, uh, Roline. Okay, so let's let's just conclude our chat on, uh, shall we say, a more inspiring, happy note. U.S. Marines' generous gift for IDF soldiers. What happened here? Oh, well, this is just a beautiful story. So uh, an Israeli baker, uh, Chaim Damari, went off to the U.S. to uh, participate in some workshops run by the Jewish Agency for Israel to connect diaspora and Israeli Jews. And he took a taxi from Philadelphia to New York. And, we, and at the end of the trip, the taxi driver whipped out a big wad of notes and peeled him off a hundred and said, please give this to the first IDF soldier you see. So he was okay. completely taken <laughs> aback. Uh, had to get this captured on, on, on camera. Uh, and the taxi driver said, you know, I, I love Israelis. I, I'm employed by Israelis. I love Jews. I am a former U.S. Marine, and this is for the first IDF soldier who you see as a, a, a as an expression of my thanks and admiration. Mm -hmm. And Damari says, he says, the first IDF soldier, he sees, when he comes out of the airport, gets the $100. And I really hope he is in some way able to communicate this back to the taxi mm -hmm. driver to show him your great gesture went a long way. And uh, mm -hmm. this Marine... This proud U.S. Marine, we salute you. And we say, what is it, what is it the Marines say, uh, Michael? They say, hoorah. 
Hoorah, indeed. Rolene, you sound like the Marine who just got rewarded. But anyway, at least we can round off on a great note uh, after all the well, all the news we hear from the rest of the world and, of course, what else is happening in Israel. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Always great chatting to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks.